The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at CARM.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick. You're listening to Matt Slick Live. Today is the last day of the year for radio for me. So, um, you know, it's a nice Friday, and then Monday will be January 1st, and then we'll be back on the air on Tuesday, January 2nd, which is, um, I'm trying to look at this, people saying something they can hear me or not in Clubhouse. And some other stuff. We've got so much stuff going on. So, uh, December, I mean, uh, January 2nd is the, uh, the anniversary date of me starting radio here in the Boise, Idaho area, 19 years ago, uh, five days a week. And uh, I did two years before that. So a total of, of 21 years of radio. Um, but it's been interesting. You know, it really has been interesting. We, we've, uh, I remember the first day, the very first day I did it um, in, in the Boise, Idaho uh, radio station, Christian radio station. I think they said they had had a person in there before doing a talk show. And uh, so I got, got in there, and, uh, and they were all standing around watching. And, man, uh, the pressure was on. And, and uh, we didn't get many calls that day because the first day, which is, which is uh, to be expected. And, um, and that's okay. Uh, so uh, it worked out. And uh, we didn't have any breaks then. It was a straight hour, no, no breaks. We have breaks now. And uh, so it was kind of difficult sometimes to fill that entire area but sometimes people would call up and we would just argue i mean go back and forth you know for a whole hour sometimes atheists would call up mormons would call up got lots of stories uh i interviewed a woman who had a, a cnn no not cnn fox news i forgot her name fox news uh, national program she was in the area interviewed her interviewed a guy who uh, was tortured in a prison uh, for his faith. Uh, I talked to a guy who ran for uh, Congress in uh, Missouri, and he told me some interesting stories about the wickedness of the the left and how they used very underhanded tactics to win uh, election. Very un- underhanded. Uh, we talked about that. I've had countless discussions. We started doing hate mail. And other things. Did a lot of stuff. So I uh, don't know how long you guys have been listening, but if you are interested in calling me up and just saying what you think of the radio show, if you benefit from it, that'd be great. We'd do a nice little filler for the time because today's a Friday. But also on Fridays, I do hate mail and wacko mail. So hopefully we'll get to some of that. And um, I just want to also let you know that uh, today, tomorrow, and Sunday are the final three days of the month for the matching funds drive, the end of year matching funds drive. So we have a donor who will match whatever you donate. So if you donate $100, he'll just match it with another 100. And if you donate five, he'll match it with another five. And what we ask is uh, for you guys to set up, if you want, is to set up recurring donations, like $5, five or $10 a month, which isn't very much. And that way, we're able to know what's coming in for the rest of the year 
and we can help uh, fix our budgets. Now, if you want to join us in that, you want if you like uh, what what you're hearing on the radio, and you want the website to continue, then please consider just going to carm.org forward slash donate. That's c a r m dot o r g forward slash donate. And um, there's also the appeal box uh, information there. But if you mail something now, uh, probably I don't know if it's going to be able to get in. Uh, probably not uh, because it has to be stamped in the bank before that time so unless something comes in tonight we go in tomorrow kind of thing uh, but uh, just letting you know and so it doesn't have to be matched you know if you want to send us something it's not going to make it get, ma- get matched that's okay you know and plus the guy kind of you know he, he lets us fudge a little bit um, you know yeah we got to come some things and on Sunday he goes oh, okay whatever he's like that so uh, I wouldn't worry about that again just go to carm.org c-a-r-m dot o-r-g and um forward slash donate so there you go all right now if you want to participate in our chat there's a couple different ways to do it one is to go to rumble.com forward slash matt slick live all one word you can do that and um you can also go to twitter which you know x now and uh, i think just you you just go to I don't know. You can tell me in the private chat, you guys. Uh, Matt Slick forward slash, I mean, uh, X, whatever, uh, dot com forward slash Matt Slick Live. I believe that's it. He'll, they'll uh, type it out. Um, it's at Karm.org. I don't even know what that means. Sorry. I just say, I don't even know what at Karm.org means. So in Twitter. So if there's a URL or however it works, uh, but that's what you got to do. I guess you go to Twitter, type in at C A R M O R G, right? And uh, you can find the feed there. We're also on YouTube, and I believe that is also Carm.org forward slash well YouTube forward slash Matt Slick Live. I think that's what that is. Uh, okay, so it's Twitter.com forward slash Carm.org. We'll do it. Okay, that'll just forward it up to that. And also, like I said, Rumble. And uh, what's really neat about Rumble is we have a bunch of people in there. If they're over thirty now, it usually gets in the fifties and sixties. And uh, they just chat. We just type stuff in, and, and uh, it's a lot of fun. So that's some, something you can do there. So, uh, all right. So there you go. All right. Having said all that, if you want to give me a call, 877 Let's check out some uh, some hate mail. Uh, you know, I just can tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I love hate mail. I really do. I'm smiling just thinking about it. I don't know what it is, but I, I get a kick out of it. So, uh, greetings, uh, those who twist <laughs> scripture. <laughs> See, I get a kick out of it. Uh, greetings, those who twist scripture. Well, that's good. I'm Gorlack. <laughs> oh, God's minion from the fourth heaven. Oh, this is good. This guy just obviously does not have all his paws in the litter box. I've looked over your site for the past 20 minutes, and I can tell you that uh, you're way off base. God can be seen in the little things in life, speaking for those without homes and under rocks and desolate caves. Okay. Gorlock commands Matt Slick to repent of his juvenilistic, it should be just juvenile, juvenilistic theology and come to the church of great good and better tidings. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Uh, I've listened to your show in the past, and atheists are going to take over the world. Bow the knee. <laughs> wow. Uh, someone had fun writing that, and I had fun reading it. 
Let's try this. I ended up on your website after a quick Google search for Joyce Meyer. Uh, I saw clickbait regarding the woman my mother used to listen to, so I decided to do a quick search. Joyce Meyer controversy. The article was ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. So uh, it says uh, the points made were so petty. S O O O O O. So petty. And the doctrine nitpicking is a big reason I never inherited the engulfing hold Christianity has over my mother. It's a waste of time on earth. Wow. Well, what about in heaven? Because if it's not a waste of time in heaven, you might want to pay attention to it. Uh, I know you have your faith, and God bless you for it. As, as for me, I'm more joyous of ever. I've left biblical thinking in the past where it belongs. Oh, wow. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, you know, I haven't talked about Joyce Meyer for a while, but she's a, a false teacher, all right? And I'm just going to say it. And uh, we have tried to contact uh, their ministry to um, have them answer questions. I didn't expect them to ever say yes, that they would answer any questions that we uh, would have. But, um, you know, we tried. We did our, our due diligence. And... Um, I've got the stuff here that I can play and uh, show people. But uh, Joyce Meyer has said stuff like, Jesus stopped being the Son of God. And I've got that audio. I mean, if you guys wanted me to play that stuff, I can do that, uh, play the audio stuff. And um, she said that Jesus was born again, uh, which is a, a heresy. Uh, Jesus paid for our sins in hell, uh, and uh, that's a heresy. In fact, let me read that, because that one's out of a book, The Most Important Decision You'll Ever Make by Joyce Meyer, second printing, 1993, page 35. Now, does she recant on the, these statements? I don't know. You know, I have not seen any, any documentation of the contrary. But this is what she said. He became our sacrifice and died on the cross. He did not stay dead. He was in the grave three days. During that time, he entered hell, where you and I deserve to go because of our sin. He paid the price there. So that right there, to say that Jesus paid the price in hell, is blasphemy. It's a blasphemous false teaching, and it means that she is preaching a false gospel. She has denied the sufficiency of the atoning sacrifice of Christ, because he said on the cross in John 19.30, he says, it is finished. See, he bore our sin in his body on the cross, First Peter 2.24. And uh, Colossians 2.14 says, Having canceled the certificate of debt consisting of decrees, which was also to us, he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. So um, the Bible tells us that the certificate of debt, the sin debt, was canceled at the cross, that he bore our sins in his body on the cross, and it was finished on the cross. Now when she says that he paid the price in hell, she's saying the cross uh, wasn't sufficient. And that's a blasphemy. And that statement right there means that she uh, cannot be called a sister in Christ. Now, it's one thing to make a statement like this. You don't know what you're saying. You haven't figured it out, haven't thought about it. Then someone corrects you on it politely and says, no, that's not the biblical doctrine. And then she says, oh, my goodness, you are right. I made a mistake there. I shouldn't have said that. Okay. Well, if that were the case, then, you know, praise God. We all make mistakes and sometimes say things we shouldn't be saying. And and I've even written things that over the years. I'm like, what did I write that for that way? And that's okay. I mean, it happens as long as you make corrections and stuff like that. 
but there is no, to my knowledge, there is no correction or withdrawal from this heresy. So we cannot call her a true teacher. And how about this? Uh, this is from the same book, and it's on the next page, page 36, the most important decision you'll ever make by Joyce Meyer, second printing, May of 1993, page 36. She said, Jesus paid on the cross and went to hell in my place. Now, before I continue, the issue of hell in my place, we deserve to go to hell, the place of eternal torment. Is that where Jesus went? Nothing in the Bible says that. So it's it's really bad, uh, and, and, and I call them amateur theologians in that they don't know biblical theology, and they get up and pontificate and preach like they do, and people who don't know any better in the congregations believe them, and um, it, it's really bad. But anyway, let me say this again. I'll continue. Jesus paid on the cross and went to hell in my place. Then, as God had promised, on the third day, Jesus rose from the dead. The scene, wow, the scene in the spirit realm went something like this. God rose up from his throne and said to demon powers, tormenting the sinless Son of God, let him go. Then the resurrection power of Almighty God went through hell and filled Jesus. On earth his grave, where they had buried him, was filled with light as the power of God filled his body. He was resurrected from the dead, the first born-again man. No, he's not the first born-again man. It deals with a change in our nature and being indwelt by God that wouldn't apply to Christ. And no, uh, Jesus was not being punished by demons in hell. This is just a foolish heresy on her part, and she needs to repent. And there's more after I say, after we get back to the break. Hey, I'll go through some more. Be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. And uh, since nobody is uh, is on the air or call me right now, what I'm doing is going through some of the hate mail and some other stuff. And the hate mail on uh, that I read, someone responded about my stuff on Joyce Meyer. So now I'm talking about Joyce Meyer. So let me go through a little bit more of what Joyce Meyer saved. Now, this is important, folks, because I just read a quote where she said that uh, Jesus went to hell. Well, on the same page of that book, The Most Important Decision You'll Ever Make by Joyce Meyer, second printing, May 1993, page 37, she said, His spirit went to hell, because that is where we deserve to go. There is no hope of anyone going to heaven unless they believe this truth. So what she's done here is now uh, proclaimed a false gospel. Now, you can't go to heaven unless you believe Jesus went to hell, was tortured by demonic forces, and finished the atonement in in hell. We paid the price. So she's now advocating the promotion of a false gospel. This is clear. Now, if you know your Bible, and you're not afraid of people, and you are afraid of the Lord Jesus Christ's righteousness upon you and upon others, then you'd be able to very quickly and easily say what she taught is heresy. And this is a damnable heresy because she had now uh, reversed the true nature of the gospel message. 
So this is a, a bad thing, and she says other things, too, which uh, maybe I'll get into. But for now, we have a call, a caller, Valiant from Indiana. Welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt, I heard you talking there about that Joyce Meyer or whatever. I was just wondering, what uh, do you think it's biblical for women to be in in uh, leadership or pastoring roles in churches? No. They cannot be a pastor, and the reason they cannot be a pastor is because a pastor is by default an elder. So let me go to First Timothy 5, uh, 17. It says, The elders who rule well are to be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. So the preacher, the one who does the preaching and teaching, is in the group of the elders. So that's very important. So pastor does the preaching and the teaching. When we go to 1 Timothy 2, 12 and 13, Paul says, and I'll read it to you right here, he says, I do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man, but remain quiet. For it was Adam who was first created, and then Eve. So what he's doing is he's tying this issue into the created order, the order that God himself gave. Some people say, no, this is a teaching that deals only with culture. No, it's not, because he says, for it was Adam who was first created, and then Eve, because that's the condition. So he doesn't allow a woman to do that. Now, just need to make a comment. It says, do not allow a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man, but to remain quiet. The word quiet is hesukia. And there's another word in Greek, sagao. Both mean quiet. But hesukia means you can be talking and be quiet. Do the same thing. Where sagao means you can't say anything. It's absolute quiet. So to remain quiet, you could have, you could be hushed. You know, keep it down. Is like that's what the word is generally meaning. So it's not saying they can't talk. It's just saying in regard to this issue of, of women teaching and exercising authority over men, or to remain quiet, or not to do that. Now this is significant because in the next ver- uh, chapter in First Timothy three fifteen, he says, "In case I'm delayed, I write so that you may know how one ought to conduct himself in the household of God, which is the church of the living God." the pillar and support of truth. So he is giving instruction on how people are to behave in the household of God. Well, furthermore, I'll be done here a little bit. He says in 1 Timothy 3.1, an overseer, that's a bishop, uh, episkopos in the Greek, uh, then must be above reproach the husband of one wife, temperate, prudent, respectful, etc. So that's what that says. Now, when you go to Titus chapter 1, and you start at verse 5, it says, For this reason I left you in Crete, that you should set in order what remains and appoint elders in every city as I directed you. Now remember, by definition, a pastor is an elder, for First uh, Timothy 5.17. And he goes on, he says, Namely, if any man is above reproach, the husband of one wife, having children who believe not accused of dissipation or rebellion. And he says, For the overseer must be above reproach as God's steward. He goes on. So he sees the overseer and the elder being synonymous. And this is out of Titus 1, 5 through 7. And it is stated that the uh, that they must be aner mias gunaikas in the Greek, a husband of one wife. A wife can't, a woman cannot fit that bill. So therefore, uh, that, among other stuff, demonstrates that women are not to be pastors and elders. 
at all. Okay? Yeah, it seems pretty straightforward. Um, yeah. What, do you think that would, I mean, would that apply the same way to someone like a Sunday school teacher? Now, here's the thing. When we get into this issue, uh, a Sunday school teacher, she's not to exercise any teaching authority over a man. So if there's men in a Sunday school group, then that's unbiblical. If it's just women, only women in there and children, then it's biblical and they can, you can do that. All right? Yep. It's simple. Now, just so you know, and everybody else listening, uh, that I am not against women being used in the church. I think they're underappreciated. They shouldn't just be relegated to the kitchen and cleaning up and taking care of kids. But they can do everything just like the men can do, except be in the positions of teaching authority over men in the church. Now, during seminary, I went to Westminster Theological Seminary and got my Master's of Divinity from there in 1991. They had a week-long session where they opened up all the classes to the public. And it was really interesting. I, I really liked that. And so we, there was a particular class where a woman was flown in, and she was to teach in the seminary. She was to teach how women can be used in the church, just not as pastors and elders. And I thought, this is awesome. You know, they can be in worship. They can, they can um, you know, keep the books. They can... Uh, be in helps and varying things and visiting people and all kinds of stuff. And so I thought this could be a great opportunity to learn even more things than, than what I know. And I got to this room and it was packed with people, mostly women, from all over the community who wanted to hear her speak. And I was the only male in the entire class. And that bothered me a great deal because men should have been in there. Seminary students should have been in there. The men who were getting their Masters of Divinity should have been in there to learn more of how women can be used in the church. And uh, I thought it was shameful that I was the only male in there. I remember that very clearly. Okay. Right. Well, thanks for having me on, Matt. And Happy New Year. You too, brother. God bless. Happy New Year. All right. Yep. Okay. Well, folks, we have nobody waiting. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. There's a break, and what I think I'm going to do is continue with some of the things that Joyce Meyer has stated right after um, the break. We'll be right back. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. We have a caller waiting. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. Welcome here on the air. Leo. Hello? Are you there, buddy? Yes, I hear you. Okay, sorry, uh, I didn't hear my name. I, how are you doing tonight, man? Doing all right by God's grace. Just doing radio and uh, the last one for the year. So, yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, I thank you for all that you do. And I had a quick question for you. Um, okay. It's in regards to First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4 where, you know, a lot of people 
talk about a rapture, and I just want to get your your interpretation of whether or not um, a rapture is even anything the Bible actually teaches. And uh, you know, just I wanted to, I wanted to hear what you thought. Um, I have my own opinion. Uh, I, I feel like the Bible doesn't teach or uh, talk about Jesus coming three times, but just twice. So uh, I, I know that I said something to somebody just recently about it. You know, I went to uh, uh, a school at, at YWAM called the School of Biblical Studies where we learned how to uh, well, study the Bible inductively. So I learned a lot of things that uh, I didn't know was true. I had to adjust a lot of my theology being that I, I've been saved for about seven years and you know, I used to be a heroin addict. I used to uh, I, I used to be an atheist. I didn't believe in God, and I got radically saved. And uh, actually, God raised me from the dead in a parking lot after I overdosed from heroin. And you know, uh, I, I've been a new creation ever since 2016. And you know, we're missionaries, but I, I, I learned how to study the Bible, and I had to adjust a lot of what I what I thought to be true. And you know, I'd always heard about a rapture, but then, you know, like when I read the prophets and I, well, and I hear about Jesus. Do you have a question, though? Yeah, well, I'm just wondering. Do you, okay. Sorry, man. I, I, okay. I'm a little nervous, but I just wanted to know. I wanted to see if you believe that that's something that the Bible actually teaches. Well, uh, I'm going to get in there, and yes, it does teach it. Um, uh, YWAM is a problem. It teaches moral government theology and some other things. Uh, I would not uh, trust YWAM to give you very deep and very good theological perspectives. It's, uh, it's an overemphasis in free will and, uh, and stuff like that. It's an overemphasis. And so in moral government theology, uh, the atonement is understood in terms of, of demanding justice and that Christ's sacrifice makes it possible for God to forgive sins and there's some problems here but I won't get into those particulars for now so does the Bible teach well, I, the rapture? I understand the YWAM okay. okay so the, does the Bible teach the rapture? Well, let's define what the rapture is first it is the idea that we that people are going to be caught up to meet Christ in the air when he comes back but not in a in, in some views of the rapture not you know two three four five times but that the Christians are caught up to meet the Lord in the air that's what the rapture is and therefore it's biblical because Amen. it says then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds and meet the Lord in the air that's what the Bible says that's what the rapture is so therefore it's biblical it's right there okay okay amen so and and yeah, i guess yeah. the question is um does does jesus hang out in the air and or does he come no. back all at once and we meet him in the air and come with him to earth you're asking a lot i'll give you my position and i'm not saying my position is okay. the right position but i'll tell you what i believe and i can defend it but whether or not it's the truth okay. that's another issue i believe it is but it's certainly possible i could be wrong what i believe is that we are going to go through the seven-year tribulation period i believe in a literal seven-year tribulation 
we're going to suffer greatly, Christians will, and that I believe yeah. that mankind will bring itself to the brink of self-destruction, a fulfillment of God's yeah. statement to Adam, the day that you eat of the fruit, you'll die. I believe he's speaking to Adam as well as all of mankind. And Jesus says in Matthew 22, Matthew 24, 22, if those days be not cut short, no flesh will be left. So I, I suspect that what's going to happen is that the last moments before universal death, nukes or plagues or whatever it is that mankind does, Christ is going to come back. And it'll be one Amen. return, and at that return, the one time he returns is when we are caught up to meet him. And then the new heavens and new earth are made at the same basic time. I don't know, an hour later, yeah, a minute later, a day, whatever, but right there. That's called the amillennial position and post-trib rapture, okay? I agree, right. and, I, and that's my position as well. Good. Thanks, Matt. You're awesome. I, I love listening to you, man, and uh, you answer my question. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, well God bless. <laughs> that was easy. All right. God bless you, too, man. All right. Well, you have Take a good New Year's. All right. All right, I just thought of something. Are you guys going to make any New Year's resolutions? Mine is to not make any resolutions. That's my resolution. I'm, I resolve not to make any re resolutions. Yeah. All right, so let me get back on here with uh, Joyce Meyer. Because, hey, you know, that's how it kind of started off. So, uh, so uh, I'm going to introduce a concept, a biblical concept. I'm going to play something for Joyce Meyer. You can hear it in her own voice. And uh, Jesus is, by definition, one person with two natures, the divine nature and the human nature. He is also the Son of God eternally, because he was eternally the one who would become incarnate as the Son of God. This is an eternal decree within the doctrine of the Trinity, within the Trinitarian uh, Godhead, and that Jesus will always be human and divine, from his incarnation forward through time. So he will always be the Son of God. He will always be in this condition. Having said that, listen to this. He could have helped himself up until the point where he said, I commend my spirit into your hands. At that point, he couldn't do nothing for himself anymore. He had become sin. He was no longer the Son of God. He was sin. All right, so if you heard that, and I hope it was uh, you know, clear, so let me know in the text, you guys, if you heard that all right, because I just put my headset up to the speaker. So where he said he was no longer the Son of God is a damnable heresy. It is a teaching that denies the continued nature and position of Christ uh, as that. So uh, that's a heresy, all right? Um, and now, as I said, she says that Jesus was born again. Here, check this out. Do you know something? The minute that blood sacrifice was accepted, Jesus was the first human being that was ever born again. Now, it was sealed. I mean, it happened when he was in heaven. Do you know? All right, so to be born again uh, means that that's how you enter into the kingdom of, of God. Because we're born fallen. And then we need to be born again, being renewed, be regenerated. That doesn't apply to Jesus. Because he was sinless and he was divine. He was God and man. So to say that Jesus needed to be born again is a uh, stupid, damnable heresy. 
and I get upset with stuff like this because to me it is filthy uh, filthy teaching and uh, it, it angers me to, to hear that and by the way Randall 1960 thanks for the $20 rant really appreciate it I do thank you for that I want to make sure I, I, uh, I saw that and made a comment and now I'm going to play some more uh, by Joyce Meyer who said that we can be called little gods check this out if he's God, what's he going to call him but the God kind? I mean, if you as a human being have a baby, you call it a human kind. If, if cattle has another cattle, they call it cattle kind. So, I mean, what's God supposed to call us? Doesn't the Bible say we're created in his image? All right. So um, now she's saying that we can be called little gods. All right. So this, uh, you know, it's another heresy. And it's a damnable heresy because it's uh, taking from God and giving it to man that which belongs to God alone. So here, check this out. This is what Joyce Meyer says about herself. I am not poor. I am not miserable. And I am not a sinner. That is a lie from the pit of hell. That is what I were. And if I still was, then Jesus died in vain. I'm going to tell you something, folks. I didn't stop sinning until I finally got it through my sick head. I wasn't a sinner anymore. And the religious world thinks that's heresy and they want to hang you for it. But the Bible says that I'm righteous and I can't be righteous and be a sinner at the same time. Yeah, that's a display of a profound lack of understanding biblically. We are declared legally righteous through the atoning sacrifice of Christ, justified by faith, yet we are still uh, struggling with our sin. And I can give you lots of evidence for that from the scriptures. She is a foolish uh, teacher of false theology, and it makes me mad. In fact, when we get back, what I'll do is uh, play two more from her, and uh, I think it'll be a good way to end the year with this kind of heresy. We'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, buddy, welcome back to the show. I'm going to play a little bit more of Joyce Meyer heresy. And uh, before I do that, I just want to let you know that we are running an end-of-year's matching funds drive. And uh, I've been saying it for the better part of this month now. So could you please consider, would you please consider supporting us financially? All you have to do is go to karm.org forward slash donate. That's C-A-R-M dot O-R-G forward slash donate. And all the information you need is right there. Whatever you donate, whether it's a one-time thing of $5 or $100 or whatever, it'll be matched. We have a donor who's going to do that. And if you were to uh, give us a $5 a month donation, which is what we really like because that helps us to set budgets, well, then uh, that will be matched as well. So whatever you do will be matched. And uh, you can also send us uh, through P.O. Box, uh, you know, you can mail, snail mail. You can sell it, send us the information as well. It won't be probably will not be able to be gotten into the the bank uh, anymore this year because uh, you know at the end of the year and it's weekend and stuff like that but that's how that works but we can still use that donation so uh all right i'm just saying hey if you want to help us out it'd be great that's just go to karm.org forward slash donate everything you need is right there 
All right, let me get back on here with. Uh, so I'm going to play two more of, uh, of of these clips from Joyce Meyer, uh, the Heretic. Uh, so check this one out. The devil thought he had it. The devil thought he won. Oh, they were having the biggest party that's ever been had. They had my Jesus in the floor, and they were standing on his back, jumping up and down, laughing. And he had become sin. Don't you think that God was pacing, wanting to put a stop to what was going on? All the hosts of hell were up on him. Up on him. Up on him. The angels are in agony. All the creation is groaning. All the hosts of hell was upon him. Up on him. They got on him. They got him down in the floor and got on him. And they were laughing and mocking. Ah, ha, 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 ha. You trusted God, and look where you ended up. You thought He'd save you and get you off that cross. He didn't. Ha, ha, ha. So there's a, a quote there, and you heard it. Where is she getting this foolish tripe from? Where is she getting this pagan crap this kind of stuff upsets me because now she's speaking for God himself saying what God was saying. Where does she get this? How, how dare she speak such blasphemies in the name of God and teach God's people the filth that she is teaching? She is a false teacher. Had Jesus on the floor, standing on his back, jumping up and down. That's out of the book of, of Second Stupidification. That's where that is. You know, I get tired of people who um, just study the book of Moronicles and stupidification, and then they start pontificating out of their stupid ignorance about what they think the truth is. And they just preach lies. And the people in the congregations, they fall for this stupidity, this filth, this demonic crap that she's putting forward. Someone needs to say it like it is. She's a false teacher. She's a repent. She's a false teacher. Because this stuff that she's teaching is not in the Bible. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 4, 6, you are not to exceed what is written. You are not to exceed what is written. That's what the Bible says. And it's exactly what she's doing when she does that. 1 Corinthians 4, 6. You're not to exceed what is written. Go check it out. So where is she getting this? It's not from Scripture. It's from someplace else. In fact, did you know she gets revelation knowledge? Check this out. The Bible can't even find any way to explain this. Not really. That's why you've got to get it by revelation. There are no words to explain what I'm telling you. I've got to just trust God that He's putting it into your spirit like He put it into my... So she gets revelation knowledge. There's no word to explain what I'm telling you. I have got to just trust God that he is putting it in your spirit like he's putting it into mine. She's not saying, look at the word of God. Trust the word of God. See what God's inspired word says. See, charlatans like this, what they do is they, um, they exalt themselves. They make themselves look good. They stand up there and talk about how they uh, get words of knowledge from people. 
they get these things they're the ones who have the truth and they're going to teach it well you know we have heretics like Charles Caps, who said faith is a substance and that God filled his words with faith and God used words as containers to hold faith Charles Caps, the heretic said Adam was an exact duplication of God's kind also God needed permission from man to work on earth Charles Caps said that and when Jesus said it was finished it was not finished I mean, this is just, it's incredible. Charles Capps, authority in three words, worlds, page 258 and 259. He says, notice that when Jesus said, I have finished the work, we know that he had not finished the work. <laughs> I mean, are you stupid? Seriously. You know, if I was at a congregation and someone said, uh, some pastor said, well, when Jesus said it was finished in John 19.30, we know it was not finished. I'd go, what? Stand up in the congregation and go, what are, what are you saying? You just spoke a heresy. You just called Jesus a liar. Get down from the pulpit, you piece of crap. I'm sorry, but that's what it makes me want to say. I get mad at stuff like that. You know what Kenneth Copeland said? Heaven is a planet with a north and a south and an east and a west. That's what Kenneth Copeland said. He said in 1985. He said, faith is a conductive force. It's a tangible force. He said, Earth is a copy of the mother planet. He said that in 1989. Adam had the same size body as God. Did you know that? That's what Kenneth Copeland said. Or Adam is a reproduction of God. Wow. Or Adam was as much male as female. I mean, you know, they have to have a common book that they're going from you know first and and second chapters of the book of stupidification and it's right next to the book of moronicles and they get this stupidity and this filth and these lies and they start proclaiming them as truth these are false teachers and he says for God to work on earth he has to be in agreement with a man Wow. And then, of course, Kenneth Copeland also said that God is uh, the biggest of failures. Why? Because God lost his best angel and best man and woman, and they fell. He's a big failure. That's right. Yeah. Um, Paul Crouch, if any of you know who Paul Crouch was, the founder of uh, Trinity Broadcasting Network, I think it was. No, no wait. Uh, Charlie Wood is. To type that in. What was he? The It was TBN. Trinity, that's right. TBN. Thanks. And... Um, I said when I lived in Southern California, I'd drive by his uh, place on the 405 freeway every now and then, and uh, at any rate, all these lights and gaudy stupidity. He said, uh, somebody said, I don't know who said it, but they claim that you faith teachers declare that we are gods. You're a god. I'm a god. Small g now, but we are the gods of this world. Well, are you are you a god, small g? To this, Jan Crouch, uh, referring to Copeland enthusiastically, exclaimed, he's going to say it. Yes, I love it. And then uh, Paul Crouch says, I am a little God. I have his name. I am one with him. I'm in covenant relation. I am a little God. That's the Praise the Lord program for TBN in July of 86. And some of you may be familiar with Kenneth Hagin. Adam was the God of this world. No. Uh, in Second Corinthians uh, 4, verses 3 and 4, it says, The God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving. 
That's the devil. Uh, Satan became the god of this world due to Adam's sin. That's what Kenneth Hagin taught. That's not true either. Adam became satanic when he sinned. That's not true. Uh, hey, check this out. G uh, this is what he said uh, in uh, tape 44H01, side 1, cited in Christianity in Crisis. Jesus tasted spiritual death for every man, and his spirit and inner man went to hell in my place. Can't you see that physical death wouldn't remove your sins? Denying the physical death necessity of Christ as an atonement. He said Jesus went to hell, just like the, uh, the heretic uh, Joyce Meyer said. Every believer, check this out, uh, every believer is... Uh, yeah, that's uh, Kenneth Hagin. That's right. Every believer, check it out. Uh, this means, uh, well, hold on. You are as much the incarnation of God as Jesus Christ was. The believer is as much an incarnation as with Jesus of Nazareth. It's December 1980, page 14, and Word of Faith. See, it's just blasphemy. Benny Hinn. Hey, I'll just do this for a little bit. Benny Hinn. Uh, I can't read all the quotes. We don't have enough time. But Benny Hinn said, uh, Adam was a super being when God created him, which means he could fly. And Eve was supposed to be uh, to, to bring her children out of her side. That was God's original plan. That woman was to bring forth children out of her side. I think he needs a biology lesson. Uh, you know, see my wife give birth uh, four times, and it wasn't out of her side. He said... Uh, don't say, if it be by your will, okay? Never, ever go to the Lord and say, if it be your will. Don't allow such faith-destroying words to be spoken of your mouth. Yeah. Uh, that's stupid. Uh, to say you're a Christian is to say that you're a little Messiah. How about God touched a piece of dust and turned it into a God? You are divine. You are Jesus touching somebody. And um, E.W. Kenyon, he's the kind of guy, he started basically all of this. Uh, Adam adopted the satanic nature, that's what he said, and uh, the transfer authority went from uh, God to Adam to Satan. And so, uh, you know, Joel Osteen says Mormons are Christians, and uh, self-esteem is there. i got to get going here because we've got a little bit of, about a minute and a half. Uh, yeah, Joel Osteen. Uh, I wouldn't trust that guy any farther than I could throw an elephant. Uh, but uh, he says, uh, this is on uh, April 24th, uh, 2012, in the Situation Room, an interview. You know we could look at our faith versus the Catholic faith or some other faith. Mormonism is a little bit different, but I still see them as brothers in Christ. What? He doesn't know what Mormonism teaches. You know, God with our planet and... Stuff. Uh, Frederick Price says God can't do anything on earth unless we allow him to do it. Oh, that's sure nice of us to allow God to do stuff on earth. Isn't that nice? And for God to get back to, into earth, he needed an invitation. And uh, he said uh, disciples of Jesus had lots of money. All right, folks, uh, there's a lot of charlatans out there. And one of the things we do at CARM is to work against these uh, heresies and these false teachers. And they're out there. Don't support them. Support your church. Tithe to your church. Hopefully, they're preaching the truth. They're preaching a, a good gospel message. It's support them. And if you have anything left over that you would like to add above that, please consider supporting us here at CARM.org. We do need it. CARM.org, C A R M.org forward slash donate. 
We would really appreciate that. There is the music. May the Lord bless you. And by His grace, we'll see you next year on January 2nd. And that's when we'll begin radio for the year. I hope you have a great New Year's, everybody. I hope you have a great time at church. May the Lord bless you. And by His grace, we'll be back on Tuesday. God bless everybody. Another program powered by the Truth Network.